I'm Paddy O'Gorman, and you're listening to Paddy's Podcast. First, I want to tell you I got a lot of interest in last week's podcast from outside Limerick Prison, with more downloads than I've ever had before. On social media, I got a mainly positive response, with people in sympathy with the female former prisoners, who were forced to share a prison wing with male prisoners who say they have become women. I also got anger from people, many of whom who were refusing to listen to the podcast, who attributed all sorts of motives to me, that I was stirring up hate and so on. Well, those people are just going to have to stay angry because I'm going to continue to keep watch on Limerick Prison, and I'll tell you anything more that I find out. For this podcast, I'm starting with a vicious street fight in Dublin city centre in the middle of the day, involving five or six men and women. There's a treatment centre for drug addicts on Pier Street in the south city centre of Dublin, Its doors open onto Spring Garden Lane, which runs between Pier Street and Townsend Street. Registered addicts get their methadone there, and then that methadone is often bought and sold, along with other drugs, by other addicts who gather in that lane and in the surrounding area. There are often rows among addicts about money and drugs. These men and women were punching and kicking each other to the ground on Spring Garden Lane just outside the steel doors of the Drug Treatment Centre. What's the beef about here? What are people upset about? What's going on? It's drugs, a- mate. Drugs where... If someone has, like, uh, a tray of uh, tablets, yeah? Yeah. And someone's... Like, what's that? And That's all we can give. Man, 150, you got. See you at the other 50. And I'm at the end of that as well. Yeah. I don't talk that back. Like, there's a big row going on here now. Yeah, there's a big row going on here now over tablets. Over tablets, mate. Over tablets. I'm an addict. Paddy O'Gorman is my name. O'Gorman, yeah. I mean, this we broadcast. If it's okay with you, I'll put it up on a podcast, what you have to say. No names. No names, no. No names, yeah. Yeah. What is the white powder that you're taking here? It's it's called crack. Right. Yeah, and uh, but it, it's, it's the biggest killer going in Dublin, you know. And you, how do you do you sniff that, is it? No, you smoke it on a pipe. I see, there's a little pipe you're showing me there. You put ash on it, and then you put the white little rock on it and inhale it. And what way does the crack make you feel? You get a kind of a hoy, but it doesn't last. The guards are coming, okay. Yeah, all right. Okay. The guards come up in the cars and try to run yeah. you know? Right. It, 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 I don't know, drugs are never ending. Never ending, yeah. yeah. There was no guards coming, was there? They're coming that way, okay. Right. Okay, look, nice talking to you. Thank you. Mind yourselves, folks. Bye bye. I'll put it up on a podcast. Be up in the next week or two. Okay, cheers. Good luck. The guards, or the Garda, for my non-Irish listeners, is what we call the police in Ireland. If the guards did come, 
I didn't see them, but the lane and the surrounding area cleared of people for the next while. Now let me tell you, earlier in the day, the security staff came out of the drug clinic to clear away a number of young East European men who were standing in the laneway. I'd thought at first that they were probably men working on a local construction site, but as I would learn, they were at the drug clinic in order to buy methadone that was being sold to them by the Irish addicts. It was about twenty minutes after the Garda scare that the addicts began to gather again, this time at the Townsend Street end of Spring Garden Lane. Twice a week I'm on the, I'm on the clinic. I, I give clean urines and, and now I'm going to cut myself right down. To, I'm down to 50 mils, but I'm drinking as well. See, an alcoholic. Every addiction going through me. <laughs> You're, you haven't been drinking now though, have you? You're no, okay. no, because you wouldn't get your takeaway. Are you selling or buying methadone here? At the moment I'm selling it. Right. Yeah. And the methadone you have, what you got it here at the clinic, is it? Um, yeah, I did, yeah. Here this morning? Yeah, I yeah, see. I did, yeah, that's why anybody attends here. And then we were approached by some young East European men. What's got the meter? I had a month. What are those men buying? It's, uh, methadone. This man wants to buy methadone from you, is it? Yeah. What do you want? 20 euro. It's just 20 euro. Yeah. Yes, okay, yeah. and if you want more, he has more. Difference. You're buying methadone, yeah? Um, no, no English. No English. No problem. Hang on, just take me name off. No, that, that, that is you. Yeah. If you want to buy off, he has more sure. down there. Sure, sure, sure. So, okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. And is that man addicted? It's yeah, a, he to methadone, is. yeah. More than likely the children work, I'd say, and... Um, well, I, I say more than two to walk, and that's why they always get it usually on a Friday, they pick up, because they, they're not on clinics, they can't go into clinics, because they they're, must be walking. They're probably working in construction yeah. or whatever. And do you reckon that they're heroin addicted, or are they methadone addicted, or what is it? Um, I'd say heroin addicted. Right. Yeah. And then when they can't smoke hmm. or use heroin, yeah. they, what they do is they take the methadone when they're in walk. Right. Well, you, you'd know by looking that you had heroin, have it? The methadone you got, though, you would have got it prescribed, yes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, for yeah. yourself, is so, it? Uh, a lot of people actually sell the methadone. A lot of people would. But that methadone you've got is meant to keep you away from drugs, isn't it? But you're selling it. Like... Oh, no, yeah, but I'm okay because I can go a day or two without it. All right. Like, when they first started taking it, was a long time ago. Do you know? So, um... Uh, like I can go a day or two without taking it, so right. that's that's how I yeah. I'll be okay until Monday. Right. The methadone that you have now, how much will you be able to sell that for? How much will you get for it? Or twenty euro. Twenty euro. So that's your your dose for the week, is it? Will be good. Oh no, that wouldn't be dose for the week. That would be my weekend. Like uh, I'm on fifty mils, uh, fifty five mils, um, each day. So I got my dose. There and then I got we take away till Monday. And how much are you hoping to make then this morning? Is well, at least uh, at least 40 euro anyway, right, with so the, the tablets I have to sell as well. 
Okay. What are the tablets, please? Um, oh, no, I don't want to say. <laughs> what kind of pills would be on sale then? Is it Lyrica? Um, what's them? What's them? What else? Fucking Megablin. Yeah, Megablin. Yeah. Um, D fives, um, D tens, D twenties. I'm not looking at my juice. I've got pills when he's looking at my pills. And I'm selling them myself. I don't want them. How are you? I I don't want them. Was that man, he was looking for juice, he said, wasn't he? he He's selling methadone as well. He's selling methadone as well, yeah. Is it expensive then for people who want methadone? Is it expensive to buy it on top of, you know, would you... hmm? How much is that? 20 euro, 100 mil. I walked back up the lane and saw this next woman leaving the clinic. She walked past the addicts that were standing around without stopping and headed in the direction of Pier Street, which is where I caught up with her. She agreed to speak with me. We sat on the steps of one of the big houses there. Just collected my um, medicine. I have to come in uh, four times a week. Um, I was addicted to my sulfidine, so I have to come in here to get my... Sulpidine. Mm. Can you tell me about that, please? Sulpidine addiction. Well, I, I was married at the time. Um, I was addicted to sulpidine, sleeping tablets, um, another drug. So I had a com- combination of the three of them. Um, it resulted in the breakup of my marriage. And I was homeless for five years as a result of it. I've just got my own place now. Thank God, after five years. So I'm hoping to get off the medicine I'm on now soon. So, and Can you explain how does a person become addicted to sulpidine? Well, there's a lot of women addicted to it. It's fairly common. That's what they, they say to you when you go in, you know, what's it for, how long are you taking it for? It's very common. Yes. Women particularly, middle-aged women particularly are addicted to it. Right. And because of paracetamol in it, that's the killer. Like, I understand how... Well, you know, people drink or whatever, but suddenly you you just start taking it and you discover you're um you're 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 addicted. You begin to realise you're addicted. Yeah, and another um, medicine as well became addicted to. Um, very hard to get off. And I mean, all I was doing was basically going from chemist to chemist to chemist. That was just my life at at the time. What are the other type of drugs then that that we people get addicted to? Sleeping tablets and um, another medication is put on by a psychiatrist for anxiety. They would have had very bad anxiety, um, and it's become a street drug. When it when it was given to me, it wasn't a street drug. It's become a street drug. Right. And is there a brand name on that drug? Is there? Is it? Um, yeah, it's Lyrica, it's called. Oh, yeah, I heard have about heard that this morning. Yeah. Somebody was saying I have arthritis as well. Right. And I still take it. I can't, I can't get off it. And at what point did you realise that you were addicted? Uh, after a few months. And I just... just uh, all my time is spent, you know, trying to find it, to get it, to get different prescriptions. Ended up forging prescriptions. Ended up in the courts for it. I got a two-year suspended sentence for writing prescriptions. So, and forging prescriptions, you have to get like a doctor's notepad, I suppose, do you? And uh, yeah, yeah. And would those forged prescriptions work? Would you be able to get stuff from the chemist? Would you? Yeah. yeah. The life that I had, you know, and my son, my poor son, from the age of 
14 to 18, say, the time that, like, his life was affected by it, just watching me all the time, falling asleep, you know, just... Right. And so you lost everything, really, didn't yeah. you? You lost your home and you lost your marriage, marriage and, and family, I suppose. And family, yeah. And you became homeless as a result of this? That um, mm. So where were you in hostels or what were you? Know? Started off hotels. Um, but the health boards? Bothered no, you myself, paid oh, for you? myself. Hotels, then it was hostels and then it was the... The, the, the hostel, the free hostels. You know, you're never safe. I've been robbed so many times by people, even in the hostels, girls in the hostels. You know. And what what kind of stuff would you have lost? Oh, just phones being robbed and money. You know, you, you disappear outside for ten seconds. You know, your your purse has been. You know, they're experts at it. You know. And did you ever sleep rough? Yeah, I did, yeah. Where, where would you have slept? Anywhere around town, but not on my own. I'd, I have a, a pal who wouldn't stay in hostels. No, I did, but I'd sleep out with him just to get, for a bit of company for him, you know? My God, it's such a sad story you tell. Mm. It really is such a sad story. Mm. My dad is heartbroken. I haven't seen my dad and few years and I'm afraid something's going to happen to them, my parents and well, I see my mom and she might say there's 50 euro if your dad gave you that but he hasn't seen me and I'm afraid something's going to happen to them you know because he's I met him one night I was on Abbey Street he was coming back from a Dublin match he was coming back from a match Dublin match a oh, Dublin match mm-hmm. sorry yeah uh, he was uh... and he was in shock when he saw me and he said all his pals you know uh, I haven't seen him since, so and I was on Abbey Street, it was about 10 o'clock, he was obviously you know, drinking with his pals, blah, 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 and I was just walking up Abbey Street, and his friends were like, oh, you know, his friends were like, I must have looked homeless, basically. Yeah. Like, were you homeless? Yeah, I was homeless, yeah. Right. And he, he was mortified, but I haven't seen him in a few years. Yeah, and my fear is that something will happen. If he gives your mum the 50 euros for you, he must love you still, though, Yeah. He? Yeah, um, but as you say, you broke his heart. It mm. breaks his heart to see a daughter becoming homeless. Like yeah, that. exactly. And my son as well. It broke his heart as well. Back down at the Townsend Street end of the lane, there was more rows going on about drugs, anger, and shouting. Uh, not fistfights this time. There was a man introduced himself to me, Stephen, who had obviously received a beating. Recently, he spoke to me, trying to speak to me. There was other ones interrupting and jumping on the microphone and so on, but Stephen was worth listening to. For a half garden, it's 120 euros. And how much does it cost? 200, 300 pounds a day. And how are you coming up with that, Stephen? Robbing and begging. Sometimes I go down and get the coach down the country, like, you know, and do a bit of robbing out there, like wine and steaks and all because people yes. like buy the steaks and the meat like you know and yes. baby okay, food and all. there's yeah. a lot of trouble going on over there isn't there yeah. what's, what's yeah, that yeah that's why now I believe tablets and fry and all like yeah. you know and like there would be a lot of police activity and all along here you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like um, I, I bought three rocks there the other day and I was coming out of this lane here, and yeah. the police dived on me and grabbed me by the throat. 
Right. Made me spit them out. I couldn't breathe, like, they were choking me, like, you know. And I had to spit them out and I got charged for them, like, you know. And he says, like, it was a hundred pounds worth of stuff. It was only 55 pounds worth of stuff, like, you know. Right. Three rocks for 55. But like. they're charged with a hundred euro yeah. worth, yeah. You okay. Know. Well, so you'll be in courts for that, will you? Yeah, yeah. When will you be up, do you know? I'll be up, I'm up on the 23rd of this month. Okay. Right, okay. It must be very hard. So have you robbed anything today, Stephen? Um, not yet, no. I'm, I'm going to try rob field because I'm starving, you know. Merciful God, I'm yeah. rob you know. Where will you go? Um, I'll go to one of the shops down there yeah. to grab a sandwich. Yeah, I'll get you a sandwich, Stephen, all right? Yeah, of course I will. Come on. Let's see. Yeah, look. What have you got That's there? That's a 50 pound rock. That's you have there, yeah. 50 pounds. And it's just like little white pieces of chalk, maybe, it looks it's like. like yeah. a rock, yeah. Right. It's hard. What it is, it's cocaine washed up. Washed up with, um, with a bread soda or ammonia. Right. To turn it into the rock. And um, you get the hit off of a couple of seconds. You get a lovely hit off of, like, feel great. And, and then after that, then, you come down off of, like... And then you're chasing it again, like, you know, you want more, more, more. That's why people call them more. Right. You don't say crack, you say, have you any more? You know? I see. All right, and when will you smoke, will you smoke that, is it? Well, I'm going to split that tree now and try sell it for, um, try make 60 euros on it. And why can you sell it for more than you bought it for, then? I don't understand. Um, Make a proffer on me, you know. Yeah. But you had to buy it from somebody, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, well, I paid 45 for it, so I will make 15 on it, like, you know. I see. And you're, where will you sell it here at the... Um, I'll sell it back down here on the keys, like, you know. Today, or...? Yeah, today, yeah. Okay. i just have to go around the corner there and just oh, make nice. her up, you know. Jeez. Stephen, it's a, it's a terrible life. I mean, oh, no, it, yeah. if I were to meet you, say, five years' time, what way do you think things will be in your in your life? Well, I'm trying to get into a place called Tailing. Right. For treatment, you know. You yeah. grow off a lake, you know. Yeah. You have to get into a place. You have to grow out Dublin, like, to grow off right. the drugs. And that's down the country somewhere, yeah, is it? Okay. Dublin is covered in drugs. It is, of course, yeah. You know. But I still, the amount of money you have to raise in a day, though, okay, yeah. you'll make a little bit selling the, the um, cocaine there now. But how will you make now the rest of it? You said tapping, begging, or? Begging and robbing bottles of wine and robbing um, steaks. And yeah, and where would you rob, where would you rob a bottle of wine now? Um, how the art licenses and, you know, where they sell the cans and all, like, you know. Right. And let's go into dawns and littles and rub the steaks and the legs of lamb and all, like, you know. Right. And then sometimes you might see a laptop or something and a car break the window for the laptop, like, you know. Like, the Chinese buy them off you, like, you know what I mean? But they only give you 150 euros for them because they have to decode them and all, like, you know. I see, I see. How do you feel about all of that, like, Robin? Ah, horrible, horrible. It's terrible life, you know. I don't want to be down this, like, you know. I don't want to be down this, you know. Geez, it's a very tense place, isn't it? It's, there's oh, yeah, big yeah. row going on there. Yeah. And, uh, well, I was fighting, like, uh, who's going to force to sell the methadone and all. 
Right. Like they're selling them metal down to buy crack. That's right. You know, and then they're leaving themselves sick the next day, like, you know. Yeah. So and you end up going off robbing them the next day, like, to get, right. to get money for crack, like. And are you getting methadone um, there? Yeah, I get 125, like. A day, is it? A day, yes, yeah. yeah. For, I, um, yeah. I was in the land there a couple of days ago having the smoke. Mm-hmm. And a bloke came down and he took me rock on me, he did, and he took me methadone and me tablet on me as well. A bloke, like a robber, just, yeah. 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 You know, well, yeah. there's two of them, like, you know. And you're and, a very uh, slight man. Your build is very slight. I the black guy and all, okay. like, you know. But, like, when you get that methadone, do you not have to give urines and prove that you're not using other drugs? Yeah, I have to give urine. It's a month now since I gave you urine, you know. Yeah. You keep saying, all right, give it to Marty, you know. Right. And you keep saying, well, we need a urine off it, else we're not going to dispense our methadone, you know. I like, see. And the doctor called you into his office, like, and just give out to you, like, saying that he's going to reduce you and your methadone because your urines are dirty, yeah. you know. What kind of a sandwich do you like, Stephen? Um, a ham sandwich. Yeah, okay. Will you mind my dog here outside this bar? Yeah. I'll just go in and uh, hold on to my doggy there, would you? There you go. Okay, there we go. What's his name? Her name is Bailey. Okay. Bailey. Yeah, I'll let you know. As Stephen and I walked back from the shop together, and Stephen was writing down my contact's details, we met with a woman who reminded me that she and I had spoken once before many years back when she was in severe drug addiction. It was great to see her again because she was looking so well. I'm good now. I've been off the methadone seven years. I'm only coming from the lighthouse, so I haven't been at the, oh, the general clinic myself. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, been you, off the methadone myself seven years. You're looking very well. Thank you. Thank you're you. absolutely looking well. Thank yeah. you. But your hair is lovely. Love Thank it. you. Yeah. Thanks so much. And I am. Paddy is spelled P-A-D-D-Y, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Stephen, did you leave school early when you asked I me how? Did, yeah, because yeah. Stephen just I asked me how do I spell my name. Read, you know? hmm? What's that? I you... can't read and write, you know. Jeez, and you're the most articulate man to speak to, and you can't read and write like no. yeah. His vocabulary and, is great, yes. Right, yeah. And may I know, please, how did you manage to successfully leave drugs behind you? Well, I didn't, uh, it wasn't a success overnight. Like, I still. So I still struggle, like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I still have my day-to-day struggle. But when I came to the methadone, um, I, I went to Tiglin. I kind of relapsed when I came out of Tiglin. Um, but I went into Coon Dara Right. In 2016. And right. I've done six months in there. And I've been off the methadone. I go to the lighthouse every day. I find that a great structure, yeah. a great support. Yeah. Um, for me, for my own peace right. of mind and for my own self, I mean, it's a safe place to be. And yeah. like the lighthouse is a little cafe and drop-in centre on the it corner. It is, there. yeah. It's, and, uh, what is that? Is that a religious group runs that? Um, is it or what is well, it? Well, it is based on Christianity, but right. you, you don't have to have believe. Mm-hmm. Everybody is welcome. You yeah. know, every walks of life. Right. My drug of choice would have been the heroin back in the nineties, but today it's it's all the crack now. Yeah, but you um, stay away from it though, don't you? I, yeah, I try my best to. All right, you know. so you do have a slip still, do you? Yeah, that's okay. I'm only human, yeah. do you know what I mean? All but right. like that, I, I beat myself up, do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I do really beat myself up. But I try to avoid the city centre of our class, do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. So I d- it's all about people, places and things, do yeah. you know what I mean? So. Um, when we spoke, God, 25 years ago or whatever, mm. 
you remind me like at that time it was low for you you were in you're in trouble with the law yeah 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 doing things that i never thought i'd be doing yeah you know know. you don't realize how the person that you are it's not the like people that you see in addiction and what they're doing they're doing it because they genuinely need to feed that addiction do you know what i mean and it's not that they want to hurt people in any way it's just it goes with the addiction you know and unfortunately you do hurt people and you know, well, it's just where yeah. you end up in your addiction. Do you know what I mean? And sure. who you're hanging around and stuff. And you say doing things that you hated doing—that was the case. You know, robbing, prostitution. You don't realise how low you are after hitting until you've actually got out of a taxi cab and said, "Shit, I'm really after doing what I'm after doing," just to get myself a bag of gear or yeah. a few. You know, oh, it's a taxi cab. Yeah, because I mean. I have like a lot of taxi cab drivers they know which which girls are going to give over you know is it a taxi driver would bring you to a man who'd pay you is it or the taxi no, driver no the taxi driver himself, himself yeah see, yeah uh, and yeah. a lot of the girls in the town would know who to go to and then you have solicitors you know judges you know <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of stuff there. and how is life now how do you live how's life for you like you're up the drugs that's better yeah you know? yeah i have a bit of structure now as well do you know what i mean i get up clean my place do what yeah. i have to do shopping whatever go around to the lighthouse as i said that's my safe place you yeah, know yeah. but i have to i'm gonna have to cut your shocks i'm okay. gonna have to go she had to go but it was great to see that woman again so many other addicts i've met and come to know over the years have died far too young. That's it for this week's edition of Paddy's Podcast, which came to you from outside the drug clinic in Pier Street. If you'd like to be notified of future episodes, please subscribe to the series and leave me a review. It really helps to create awareness for the podcast. If you'd like to get in contact or learn more about the series, you can visit my website, paddyspodcast.ie. See you next time.